0: I came back and I was like, man, like, I don't appreciate my relationship enough. I kind of took my girlfriend for like, not for granted, but like, we weren't moving in like a direction for like stability. I got home and, and I, uh, I saw her and she was kind of standoffish. And I just remember being like, hey, look, like I know I haven't like been there, um, but I, and I'm sorry. And like, I want to like do this for like the long haul. She was literally like, yeah, I'm done.
1: Hello, welcome to the Human Up podcast. My name is Victor Ung, and this is a podcast about emotional intelligence, um, really tapping into this deeper sort of connection, this deeper information here uh, within ourselves, within our bodies and our minds um, to increase our self-awareness, to increase our communication skills, our expressiveness. And really tap into this intuition muscle that will help us make better decisions, um, make us more empathetic with each other, and able to develop more clarity and depth within our lives. This week, I have on as my guest, Matthew Nadu, an adventure content creator, actor, and film producer. I actually met him through the, the men's organization, Everyman, um, because he's the social manager, social media manager for Everyman. Um, and I found out about Everyman, uh, through the Joe Rogan podcast when the, one of the co-founders, Dan Doty was on his episode. Um, and everything about what Dan talked about just resonated in terms of the type of work that, that men are, uh, you challenged with during these times. Um, and so I was inspired to reach out to Matthew to, uh, connect about, you know, his experience with every man and, and what his work is within there, as well as the, uh, the other types of work in creativity and in, um, connecting with his own emotions around his work as well. So I'm excited to have him on to talk through his story and, and talk through about, um, men and emotions and, uh, life in general. So, um, really excited for you to, uh, listen in on the conversation. But before we get into it, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I've been really passionate about starting up this podcast again and, and would really love to grow this to a point where I can make this fully sustainable for myself. So. I would really appreciate if you could support in in however uh, makes sense to you. Um you can support financially at anchor.fm slash victorung slash support to be able to contribute a monthly donation and help me you know, buy that cup of coffee so I could keep this thing going. Um, if you're not able to monetarily support, um, please also share this episode with um, someone that you think could really benefit from this uh, as you are listening through this conversation. Um, and, Of course, if you haven't already, subscribe or follow this podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening to right now so that you can get notified with the future episodes. And the last thing before we get right into the conversation is a quick message from my sponsor. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I honestly have been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributed my episodes to all the different platforms like spotify apple Podcasts, and stitcher and the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer so you don't even need any extra software or services to to create the podcast and you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. Thank you for coming on to this podcast, Matt. Uh, It's really cool to have you here. I'm excited to get to chat.
0: Yeah, Victor, uh, looking forward to it. And I, I appreciate you reaching out to me via Instagram.
1: Yeah. Um, all
0: the creators like to hang out, I'm bringing me on here.
1: Totally. Um, I found you, I think, through Mike Sagoon, if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, fantastic.
1: Yeah. And he's part of Everyman. And I saw that you were the social media manager for Everyman. So um thought that this would be a cool opportunity to to talk about some some deep stuff here
0: No <laughs> yeah, man it's just it just makes sense you know
1: yeah uh so excited to get to know you a little bit too and and uh what struggle or not struggle particularly but just what your journey has been um but i like to start off with the question just as a baseline like what does emotional intelligence mean to you
0: well, first of all, I want to throw that out there's definitely a struggles all the time. Okay, there's, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm not immune to any of that. Um, I think for me, emotional intelligence is personally just being aware of my of a situation of whatever's going on, and how not only am I reacting emotionally, but how I'm reacting like physically. Like what? What are the somatics in my body? What What are things that happen for For me, I'm from Philly, so uh, we're an aggressive people over there, and um, my temper was always just like first thing I would do was always snap at something, ready to fight, ready to do whatever. I, I don't know why we're, we're We're kind of animals over there. Uh, so I moved out to Los Angeles a couple of years ago, and one thing I, I learned to do is when I acted. That way, like when I was anger or showed anger, like a lot of people out here just didn't know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. And I noticed two things. One, um, I never backed down that anger wasn't an important emotion for me. Like it, it's an emotion that people have, uh, it's a healthy emotion, and it's something that we all should or need to express. Um, and what I noticed out here in Los Angeles is that a lot of people suppress that anger, they don't know how to handle anger, they run from anger, Um, they didn't have a healthy relationship with anger. So I realized that even though the way that I responded to things was authentic, I hate the word authentic, but it it was like, it was actually what I was feeling. I wasn't projecting it the right way. And I wasn't showing it the right way that made people not understand me, but turn, you know, to try to like, not shy away, but like not want to be in that confrontation or that situation. So for me, I, I noticed, and and this is a lot that has to do with every man, our men's group organization that we're part of. It's just like slowing down and realizing like when I'm in a situation and like one-on-one, somebody cuts me off. Like I'll dwell on that shit for like, can we swear on here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: I'll dwell on that for like hours. Be like that, that bastard, blah, 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 blah. And I realized that's not doing anything to help me. That guy doesn't know I'm upset. You know, I just, I sit and I dwell in that stuff. So now with my emotional intelligence that I've been trying to learn is like, okay, if I get angry, I know I'm getting angry because like, I like start to like grind my teeth or uh, I can Mm -hmm. feel my face getting flush or my breathing gets shallow. So When I start to notice those things happen, I could be like, "Okay, well, I feel like I'm getting angry," and obviously this happens super fast. But I feel like I'm getting angry. Is this justified? Is it something that's going to help out the situation that I'm in? And is it easier for me just to let this go? Uh, So that's been like one of the biggest things for me. And and I'm using anger as an example, but I'm also in the middle of a breakup, and it's hard. And just just sitting in that like sadness. And not being angry or not, you know, doing what I maybe used to do where I blame everything on her. But just sitting and and being like, you know, this didn't work out. It sucks. I wish it did. And I don't know what the future holds. But I'm just going to sit in this and I'm going to reflect on this. And I'm going to feel how my body feels. And um, I'm going to realize like how blessed I am to know somebody who makes me feel this way and helps me. Reflect on, you know, ultimately trying to be a better person. And granted, I don't always do that. Like, yeah, I still get angry a lot, and I, I still project. Um, but now I'm like, with the emotional like intelligence, I'm 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 aware of it more, which means that I can react in a better fashion than I used to.
1: Yeah, I think there there's something about being able to embrace the emotions that that you have regardless of how bad it feels or, or how uncomfortable it is i, th- I think you, you mentioned earlier it's that that was kind of the first instinct is to you know try to push it away or shy away from it mm-hmm. um uh but but there's a there's a power to hold not holding on to it either but but just embracing it knowing that this is part of Part of life and what it means to be human, right? We're emotional beings. so Just
0: acknowledging that we do have emotions. Yeah. You should probably listen to them.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So um, for those who are not familiar with you, then um, maybe share a little bit of who you are and how you got to where you are and, and what you are working on.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I grew up outside of um, Philadelphia, and I'll probably say Philadelphia 50 times because I'm that guy um I love <laughs> Philadelphia I love where I'm from um for a while I kind of felt out of place in Los Angeles even though I thought I always wanted to be here uh but essentially I um I do man I I uh went to college in Philly stayed in Philly for like 10 years uh I worked as a sports reporter uh and a host for like NBC CBS CW I uh, was doing a lot of that, and then I got into the the politics and um, just where I saw news was going. As much as I I loved working in that high-place environment, it was toxic. People don't know how to talk to each other. There was zero emotional intelligence for anybody in there, and I just saw that this is something I don't want to be a part of, and thank God I, I jumped ship because I don't have anything to do with like where the news is right now. Um, But sports was awesome. But I also realized, like, there was one time I was like up in the booth, I was writing for the Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers, the NHL team in Philly. And I'm in the booth and like, every dude up there is like 45 plus, I was probably like 26, 25 or 45 plus, like divorced, overweight, like, Mm -hmm. not happy. And like, everything like hinged on, like these guys making millions. And you know, realistically, a lot of those athletes were assholes and them trying to write, like, there's something special and there's something great. And like being the same age as a lot of these guys, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to glorify these guys. I could appreciate sports and I I still love sports, but like, I didn't want to be like in that world anymore. So I got into, it was doing a lot of hosting and got into acting and ended up, um, doing some pretty cool movies and some TV stuff in New York. Uh, at one point I was working on a TV show and uh, I was like living in my car for <clears throat> like seven months just because I had a place in Philly and I couldn't afford rent in New York. And I was trying to work on the show and trying to audition and um, uh, leather seats in the back of a old beat up BMW after wow. a couple of years, a couple of decades tend to get soft. So it wasn't that bad to, to sleep back there, but Um, from like the get go was always about like hustle and really just jumping into like, if I really want something, I'm going to go for it. Now that doesn't mean that all the routes I took were the smartest routes. I probably could have saved a lot of time and energy if I would have, um, if I would have, uh, I guess, asked for favors from people. If, if I had more of an emotional intelligence, if I, um, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it, like New York was awesome, but like I always had this pull to go to Los Angeles uh, just because it seemed like all the shows I was working on, everybody got casted in LA and then ended up coming back to New York. So that was my ultimate goal, come out here and then go back to the East Coast. But moved out to Los Angeles after uh, a breakup, just threw everything in my car and just drove out here. Uh, thought I was getting a bachelor pad in uh, in Marina Del Rey via Craigslist ad. It ended up being a boat. Um, I ended up living on that boat for a couple of months and then I, I bought a sailboat and, uh, now I'm, I'm back on that sailboat, living on that boat in the marina, which is like incredible. Wow. And, um, it's like a lot of freedom and, uh, my girl and I lived together in, uh, like more towards downtown Los Angeles. And it was awesome. Like having something concrete and something stable and like a bed and a home. But I've always been that guy that's just been like wandering. And sometimes, yeah. that's crazy sometimes. I, I love that freedom. But I, I ended up coming to L.A. and producing some stuff and hosting stuff. And I create a lot of content now for social media, um, not only for like myself, for like brands, partnerships and stuff, but for other companies and help them grow their social uh, while still doing acting stuff. But it's nice now because not everything is hinged on acting. Like my, my mm-hmm. whole livelihood isn't about, oh, do I get this audition? Cause nine, like, oh, not nine times. Ninety-nine out of a hundred times, you're not going to book something. So life is like full of rejection, and you get hard. So I had to learn to like kind of like walk away from that and not let all that affect me. And um, that turned into that content creation I was talking about, but also like a lot of adventuring. i in this club called the Los Angeles Adventurers Club with these guys from like all over the world that just do the most ridiculous adventures that you can't even like, you can't even comprehend. And they're the most low key random guys uh, in the world. So I got into that and seen a lot of the world. And um, my ex-girlfriend was incredible and we traveled a lot and um, we really hit the national parks a lot. We did uh, a lot of videos for companies that were awesome because we would be like, all right, what do we want to do? Like, let's go on a, a road trip through all the, like the West coast national parks. All right, let's start reaching out to companies and brands that we like. And, see if they would pay us to shoot their products, which we did for some amazing companies. And I'm always that guy. I'm trying to find Philadelphia based companies, but um, that worked out for a long time and it was awesome and uh, it was fulfilling. But now that I've been doing a lot of like everyman stuff and just a lot of like emotional deep diving in general, I love men's work man. Mm -hmm. I love creating and stuff, but I love, ultimately I I would love to have a group of like five, like super close, uh, buddies and I'm Christian. So like, I really want to start incorporating my faith in like all aspects of my life. Um, like five really strong, like buddies that we can not only like travel the world and shoot stuff, but we can like talk about our faith and not like tiptoe around it. Like Los Mm -hmm. Angeles kind of makes you feel like you're supposed to do. And um, be able to really like talk about what's going on, like, oh, I'm feeling this way. And when you did this, it made me feel like this. And it's funny because we just had a couple big articles for every man come out and they, uh, they were like all over the world. And like the the comments, it was like the Daily Mail had it, Yahoo News, Google News, like all these like outlets. And we had like hundreds of comments and people were like, oh, these guys are like, you know, excuse my language, these guys are like pussies and like, they want to talk about emotions or blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny. They're like, Oh, LA, like super liberal guys. And I'm like, dude, I am like you, that conservative guy from like Pennsylvania, like that. I am that guy that is commenting and like ripping, ripping something that they don't know and that they're afraid to like talk about their emotions. Right. And I see that because uh, like our groups, And not to like really throw every man out, but like our groups are like all over the place, including like Wyoming, Montana is a huge amount of guys, tons of guys like in the Midwest, like these like rust belt, hardworking blue collar guys who've never talked about emotions. And you can just see they're like, they're like the way that they're, they're hunched over or their body language. And it's just like, they have so much stress and emotions that they like, they're afraid to talk about their fears or anxieties or that like, they're not good enough. and really i want to dive into that work that's like yo, yeah, dude you're not any less of a dude because you talk about you just go love you dude and quick do a, a quick you know back pat it's like oh man they're like hug that guy yeah you know because a lot of these guys don't get that and or um guys will never like live to their fullest capacity because they're like in this little box that this is what society says i have to be this like tough badass guy like you're not fooling anyone like right? Like, it's. Like, come on, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I really resonate with all of that, and that's why I I ended up, you know, joining one of these groups, which are are free around the the U.S. So wherever you're listening, you should definitely look it up. But um, <laughs> not to yeah, keep shouting this out, but uh, it's been so transformational for me, even right where I I definitely was. One of those guys who and and still am sometimes to be honest, but who shy away from like talking about the deeper stuff and um always i, I don't I, I tend to kind of uh, you know add in a lot of disclaimers or or try to like come up with excuses for you know sure. not talking about emotion and and I you know i can I can resonate with people who uh, are, you know, judgmental or, or maybe hypercritical or even skeptical of, of this stuff where, you know, I was, I was taught to be more sort of left brained and more logical or practical and, uh, and, um, and, and emotions would are the opposite of that. They would get in the way of that, you know? Um, you know, and so, uh, But I think because of that, within my family, uh within my childhood, there was a lot of anger as well. Mm -hmm. Um and it took so long for me to realize that, you know, my judgments onto others uh was a reflection of myself, you know.
0: Um, Did you did you hold on to that anger like as you got older or did you shy away and try to avoid it as much as possible?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still, mm, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. (laughs) I I think like for, I think, I think I'm somewhat decent with my anger. And I'll, I'll say that with a lot of, uh, with a a big disclaimer too, I guess, but, um, I, because I'm aware of emotions and and have been practicing emotional intelligence for the past like year and a half, and uh, you know, it, it is a little bit better than the, obviously before, where I would immediately feel you know anger within my body and just shout, and and I was very short tempered, and especially with my my parents and brothers. Um, but uh, you know now able to now now being able to be aware of my emotions i can i can take i can breathe i can slow down i can practice all of these exercises and tools that were were taught um but you know that's obviously still really hard to put into practice when when there are just certain you know either either just histories or, or traumas that are being triggered that will just bring up things that you, you know, maybe not, maybe haven't healed from yet. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny that you said that. Cause
0: uh, my, my dad, I'm the oldest of nine kids and my, my dad came to a every man retreat in December up in Racebrook, Massachusetts. And he's 63 and my little brother's 17. And he went, and we're all kind of going through these transitions, whether it's retirement or changing careers and relationships or my little brother, like becoming like a man. And, it was I noticed so much of the resistance that my dad had my little brother embraced it, but my dad and like the anger I know that my dad holds in I I see that in me and I don't see it in myself until I see it in like my brothers or my dad and then I get turned off from it and I'm like oh shit I'm the same like I, Mm I I react that same way and now it's like I can kind of see into the future like I no, and my dad is justified for a lot of his anger because like we were a bunch of savages growing up but um like I was very blessed even though like my dad would get pissed off I was very blessed my dad's father my dad was one of 17 kids wow. um and like lived in like a three-bedroom house grant his dad was like ex-military alcoholic prison guard um so there was a lot of anger in the house and a lot there's no love yeah um And I was very blessed because my dad is a Mason. So, like, he had a Masonry company, laid brick all day and, like, always kind of, like, always building stuff. Like, my dad's, like, the ultimate man's man and could literally build anything, including cars or house or whatever you got to do. And the thing that I'm very blessed is my dad always showed his emotions, Mm. and like, always let us know how he was feeling. Like, multiple times a day would say, I love you. Um, So, I was very blessed that my dad on his own was able to take – what he didn't get from his father right. and be able to um, give that to his kids. So um, that's, that's one thing that like why I appreciate this work so much because I, I can see guys who, who didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, My dad was a dad to like a lot, a lot, a lot of my buddies. And just, I mean, we always had at any given time. We had like 15, 16, 17 kids in our house. Um, that's a lot of take in. And it, it was awesome. But like, I'm very blessed on that but the, but the anger thing's still there and and yeah. like how do you learn to uh healthily control that you know
1: yeah i remember so you mentioned with uh, earlier that you um that uh, that you were one of those guys you know quote unquote right like and and not able to be emotional or or maybe have that emotional intelligence what was what was that shift for you? And then and within that shift, like what resistance did you still get from you know being able to open up or being able to to be vulnerable about emotions?
0: Hmm. Um, the turning point for me, and, and this like is a lot of things in my life all came from this particular situation, including I think my initiation like into manhood even though I think that that for me, it still comes with getting married and having uh, like children. So like, I fully feel like a man, but I think i I, well, I know it was, uh, 2016, like literally this week 2004. four, years ago. Um, my, yeah, shit today. Uh, <laughs> I went on this two week road trip with my little brother and he, he got a job in Silicon Valley and we drove out from Philly right after, uh, like the new year and we had this 14 day road trip and uh we drove out there and I came back and I was like, Man, like I don't appreciate my relationship enough. I kind of took my girlfriend for like not for granted, but like we weren't moving in like a direction for like stability and I, I didn't really think about marriage. And I was like, these are all the things that I need to consider. And I got home and and I uh I saw her and she was kind of standoffish and I just remember being like, hey look like I know I haven't like been there. Um, but I and I'm sorry and like I want to like do this for like the long haul and uh, she was literally like and the conversation went something like that and then she was literally like yeah I'm done and uh, I think it was the the fact that like I I saw that one I started learning to appreciate her like not being with her and being on the road and seeing a lot of like things that my brother does that like I know that I do that was like a turnoff for me and I was like shit Like I bet she feels the same way as I do right now and I think it was like seeing that and learning that and then like opening up and being vulnerable to her like in a way that I was always afraid of like real commitment and getting shut down instead of like instead of being like well I never want to love anybody again and I'm never going to do this again I literally like sat in that dark night of the soul and I literally like went through everything. Like I feel like this. That these are the feelings and emotions I'm going through. I don't really know how to handle them right now. But I'm not going to just like keep it in because it feels like a cancer. Um, I'm just sitting in this and I'm going to think about it. And I'm going like, to just really feel my feelings and what I'm going through. And we lived together for like two more months. And, and then that's when I just got in the car with my buddy, Mike, and we just drove out here. And, oh, wow. I like for me, like right after that, I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink for six months. I'm not going to like hook up with any girls for six months. Like I just need to like detox all the shit that I used to do. And um, I think that, that initially led me on the path. And I didn't even know what emotional intelligence was. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. I was like reading the Bible a lot and trying to like, like emulate like things that like Christ would say and do. But I'm like, man, I can't, like we're supposed to be like peacemakers. And like, I never do that. Like I, I, I still like snap at things. So like, I think it was that trying to be better and then meeting my, my, my current ex, which I hate to say that, but, um, she really helped me open up with like appreciating things. And she already knew Dan Doty, the co-founder of summit, or not summit co-founder of Everyman, And she helped actually like do the whole blueprint for Everyman. her and him sat down and did it. And she introduced me to him and, I think she really helped me open and I didn't fully open up cause I, I was still reserved in a lot of things based off of my last relationship, but she really helped me open up to see like, man, like life could be so much easier if you just like give into this stuff and accept it and learn how to like harness the power of it instead of being closed off as far as emotions. And yeah. um, it was just like my introduction to like men's groups and, and I have a great like community of guys out here, in, in the Adventures Club, great community of guys. Which I'm a lot of these guys are like veterans and stuff. Which I'm slowly starting to pull in this like everyman stuff and like this men's, like men's group idea stuff. And we're actually throwing an everyman uh, thing tomorrow night. And I got two guys from from the adventures Club coming, which is awesome. But I think combination of that, like my church, and really jumping into community. In embracing my role that like people see me as like a leader, and I used to always kind of run from that because i didn 't know how to like be a leader I guess mm. and now I realize the more I work on myself, like i don 't have that have the answer's like if somebody's like struggling with something it 's not like oh matt, like what do i do it 's like oh somebody's coming to you for a reason because they trust you and they feel like they can confide in you, and that is hard enough right and then for me to shy away and not at least listen to them. I'm not doing anybody a, a favor. So I think just slowing down and just listening to people. And then in that conversation, realizing like, how do I feel listening to this? What is my body going through listening to this? And how can I relate to a lot of this stuff? And if I can't, how can I help them just slow down and just sit and feel into it? Like, you don't even have to have the answers most of the time. Yeah. Just like, what is your body telling you right now? And that may sound stupid if you've never done it, but if you sit and feel and you meditate or or you just sit in your emotions, like you'll know your body's telling you a million things. You're just so distracted that you don't listen to it.
1: Well, and that's, that's what I've learned over the last couple of years too, is, you know, I think we've been trained and cultured to want to think through everything and, you know, find all the answers. Like, you know, especially as men, I think too, right. We're, we're very like solutions based. We gotta like, we gotta have the answer. Um, And I could, I could see that I I was in corporate for about half a decade too. And that was um, very prevalent in a lot of the the men and leadership there where, you know, they, they, they wanted, there was never a moment where they didn't ever admit that they didn't know anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so, you know, things would be made up, like they would, they would bullshit, they would. You know, do anything just to feel like they were they, that they were meant to be there, right? Um, and I think that was just a you know miss. Well, how do how do I say it? Like that's it's not a clear definition of what leadership was. Um, so when you when you brought up leadership and and being able to say you know I don't really know the answer, but we could explore that together you know we could tap into another source of information within our body within our intuition within our heart uh and, and again right like it always sounds cheesy it sounds cheesy for me even to say it still but it's it's something that it, i think as humans not just as men we we need to tap into more um and is like a, it's like a big part of decision making that we forget um, Sure. And, uh, so yeah, that's just something I kind of resonate with when you, when you mention that.
0: And and it's interesting you say cheesy because, um, it's funny. And I want to do something for the social where, where we take all the things that guys say, like guys from the outside that are like, oh, uh, you know, like F this shit and be like, oh, okay, here's the guys that are doing this. And like some of the guys I've seen do the most incredible work. And like some of them are super good buddies are like ex Navy SEALs, ex Green, right. like dudes that went through so much shit and they have so much stuff bottled up from what they see that like the majority of guys, myself included, can't even comprehend. Yeah. And for them to not sit in that PTSD and to be able to like get it out and be able to talk, be like, this is what I've seen. And then also it's like, it's two things I learned. One, it's like, when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, well, my problems aren't as bad. Why do I feel bad? Mm -hmm. Like This guy literally went through like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this this man. But I've also learned to not like quantify like other people's experience. To like sit in your own experience and realize the absolute worst thing that ever happened to him, and the absolute worst thing that ever happened to me may not, if you look at them eye to eye, may not a breakup compared to like being in in war, two very different things. But they're both the worst thing for either one of us. So we're taking the experience the same way as far as like how our emotions know how to handle or not how to handle them so that's one thing i I learned to do not to quantify like oh man like well you know it's not that bad or or you know like what's this guy upset for like my life is so much worse like drop the victim shit and just realize like you're not alone in any of your struggles like literally any man listen to this right now you may be like have a porn addiction you might be going through divorce you might be financial stress you might be crushing it you might be suicidal you might be um in denial you might not know what the hell you're doing with your life and i sit in that all the time yeah you might struggle with your faith your sexuality whatever it is you are not the only guy going through this there's literally thousands if not tens of thousands of men just in this country alone going through the same shit right and there's yeah. comfort in knowing that we all struggle we all feel and like a lot of people are hurting and a lot of people are also like doing very well i think that's another thing too to not sit in the like oh I'm struggling all the time to also embrace your successes yeah embrace when life is awesome and to really sit in that and be like man I'm I feel blessed how can I help others because of of where I'm at right now
1: totally I, I mean I appreciate you saying that because I think that's something you know I, I always joke around with um the the stand-up comedian uh mm-hmm. uh he he had a bit about you know, you're not the man on fire, you know, like you're not Denzel Washington. Uh, You know, everybody has shit and problems. Uh, I'm not going to do the bit justice, so maybe just YouTube it or something. But (laughs) um, like, you know, I think it's so easy for us to feel like we're, you know, in our own worlds um, and and, and then not see that, you know, that other people – are at least feeling some version of their own pain or suffering. Uh, and, um, and so it can like very, be very much like exaggerated within our own minds that like, Oh, see, like, you know, and like what you mentioned too, like victim mentality and, and um, thinking that, you know, your, your problems are worse off than everyone else's. Um but then I think that actually something underlying that too is is also comparison, which sounds almost conflicting here. But uh I think a lot of us always we will we'll look at other people or other men or other families or whatnot and um compare ourselves with, you know, just try to evaluate like oh i'm either worse off or better and i don't know i think if we get stuck too much in in doing that we forget about what like we forget about how to take the steps to start you know growing from there we're always just saying we're always just comparing and focusing on the problem but not really um doing something about it so
0: and i think it's also it's like- we, do, we all do have problems, right? But it's like, it's right. never as big as we think it is. Right. Like realistically, like even death. When we sit in death and we think about like losing someone we love, like that's your world that crushes you. But the reality is it's happening everywhere. And we're so quick to like, to not see it when it's going on somewhere else. But then when it happens to us, like somehow it's like the world's against us or like everything's falling apart or we won't get through it. Like, We'll get through everything if, if you have the emotional intelligence and if you're willing to ask for help. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that's a bitch to hear sometimes, but it, like, it's the reality. And it also goes to show that like men really don't have a lot of friends. Like right. I'm very blessed to always be social and always have a lot of friends, but so many guys in my men's group literally just joined just to make friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, They don't have that they don't have that support they don't have the guy that they can call like um it's like that movie i love you man you know yeah this guy has all these girlfriends and when he goes to get married he literally doesn't have any friends and he's like literally out there like like interviewing for buddies (laughs) yeah i see so many guys like that
1: actually and that's that's huge too i think even for people who still do have a lot of friends or or that you know that network uh there can still be a, a shallowness to it. Right. Even um,
0: more, Cause you actually do have those friends, but you can't, you can't cultivate those relationships to anything. Yeah.
1: Different. Oh, Hey, did you catch the birds game
0: this weekend? Right. Right. Birds of the Eagles in case you don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, they, we lost to Seattle dude. I don't even know what I'm talking the,
1: about. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we got <laughs> kicked out too. So, uh, you know, but, um, but anyway, so yeah, like even within, I think that's that when you, when you mentioned that, that's something that, that I feel right. Like when, um, when we don't feel like we have that, that, that person or that group of people to go to for emotional support, it's, it's very lonely and, mm-hmm. and it's hard to sit with that loneliness. It's hard to say, like, sure. it's hard to admit to the fact that you're lonely, um, So I guess maybe a question for you then is like, who, who do you go to for emotional support? If it's, you know, something, something deeper that you're you're just completely vulnerable with.
0: So my ex used to be awesome at slowing, slowing me down. Like she was incredible at it. Um, So that was big. And, um, not being with her now, like I, I'm able to like slow down myself because of what I've learned with her. But I think my emotional support and like that place where I can slow down and just breathe comes within my, my men's group one. Um I'm very blessed to have amazing relationships. My best friend, Peter is like, we talk like almost every day and like, he's very good at like dropping in and like talking about emotions. Um My mom, uh, yeah. My Dad, um, even just just listening, they're always great. uh my brother John lives in Los Angeles, and he's more of a practical guy, like get your shit together, but like he'll still listen, yeah, um but I think like my men's group my um my like faith community is awesome, uh. I just have like so many people. And honestly, like even just slowing down and meditating. Right. Like every morning my routine is like I get up, uh, I meditate, then I make my protein coffee and then I sit and like I'll read, like I use the Bible app, but right now I'm reading the book of Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, which is a fantastic book, whether you are, um, whether you're like a man of faith or not, um, but helping you kind of navigate like what your purpose is. Uh, but I read that and then there's like prompts and I'll answer them. And then I, I write that down, but I also journal in the morning. And then I, I try to always sit in gratitude. Like I, I, there's a lot of times where I'm super ungrateful and I take a lot of amazing things for granted. So I've been trying to learn to slow down and just sit and just be like, man, every day, these are three things that I'm grateful for.
1: I guess, uh, how maybe for, for those who, cause we were talking about, you know, those who maybe don't have that emotional support, how do you. Think, or how would you suggest they they either find that group or develop it or you know deepen their relationships in order to have that? All right, so
0: there's a million things that you could do, but honestly, like, and, and I don't know if this is an Everyman podcast, but like l- legit, go to Everyman.com. It's with one e. And there's literally there's a section in there that just says groups. you Click on that; it will show you a map of the country. You click on wherever you are, it'll literally send an email and you write down like why you want to join a group, whatever. It'll literally send an email to the, the to the guy that facilitates that group. And if they're full or if if they don't have enough room in that group because we're we're starting to grow, they'll literally take like seven or eight guys that that reach out and they'll put them all together and literally give you the framework to start your own men's group. So you don't have to go in cold, you don't have to do any of that now if if that seems like you know kind of uh like too much for you initially which it's not trust me but if it does um like within your church groups or within your faith communities um what better way to like sit and get to know people that share the same like morals or or uh like uh ways of life than in that faith community if you don't have that maybe you get the guys like you're you're a huge sports fan right And the reason they get together is to watch the game. But then also like be that guy that just reflects and just be like, yo, I'm kind of struggling with whatever or whatever. Just take a leap of vulnerability because when you do that, the other guys at first might be like, yo, Steve, what the hell are you talking about? But inside they'll know, damn, I'm going through the same thing. And it's like Mm -hmm. slowly starting to like just chip away at things like that. And just like taking that risk of showing some vulnerability And I don't know if like your spouse is, is obviously like you want to have that open communication and that would be ideal, but there's also a reason why every man is for men because it's like a lot of things that are about my relationships with women. And I can't have that with the person I'm with because it's a, it will be a biased or like they'll take it the wrong way or you won't be able to have a true honest conversation or say the things that you really want to say. Um, So I think it's, it's good to have a group of guys. And if you don't have a group of guys the easiest thing is just to, to jump on Everyman, and there's also other great things. there. There's tons of other, like Mankind Project. There's a right. bunch of great things. I only know Everyman, so I promote them. Um, but go out and see what works for you, and don't th- be discouraged if you go to, a, a, like a men's group thing, and that one doesn't feel right for you. There's tons of them, and even within Everyman, you might go to an Everyman group that, like, maybe they had an off night, or or those guys are kind of struggling with whatever. It doesn't mean that's the whole experience. And that's something I used to like really put me down. I'd, I'd have sushi once be like, oh man, I didn't like that. I'm never eating it again. Instead of going, okay, well, let, let me try it and develop a taste for it and like really step into the comfortableness because maybe I didn't fully give it a chance. And I already had a preconceived idea of what my expe- my expected outcome was.
1: Um, yeah, again. no, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. I think, you know, I, I definitely did, don't want to just, you know use this as a way to just promote every man and want that what in that sense but um you know if it is a definitely a really great resource um I mean, and there are tons of others this right shows. sorry yeah. so there's a reason
0: why we continue to talk about it because it yeah. works oh and exactly honestly, i wouldn't even be talking with you here victor if it wasn't for man because i right. wouldn't have this capacity
1: yeah yeah um uh, so I yeah I appreciate you you being open with me here, uh, but yeah, there's definitely so many other groups and other ways to to do it. You know, you just kind of have to really first of all be aware and accepting of where you're at, and and to you know sure. admit to go ask for help. But but then it's about finding you know how what what works for you. Um, you and know, uh,
0: there's time, right? Time. Yeah. if you're a parent, you have kids, you you have a wife, you have a business. Like I understand it's, there's a lot of like, it's a commitment. It is like we meet weekly. I'm actually in a couple of other main groups and sometimes it gets overwhelming, but like I come out emotionally so raw and vulnerable and like, it, it's so worth it every week. It is. And it's not always easy. A lot of times I play with the guys in my group where I'm like, fuck this. Like, I don't know if I want to go back, but I always yeah. come back and I'm always so glad because- those are opportunities where I can be, I can have an emotion about somebody and I can like work through it in a healthy way. Right. So that way when I encounter that outside of my group, I know how to handle it and I can, and and I could be emotionally aware of what's going on and have a way better outcome than I would have if I wasn't prepared in that area.
1: Totally. I, I think for me that that was, that was anger. Uh, if we mm-hmm. were to go back to that, you know, I, I think there was a period where, because I was angry all the time in my in as a kid, you know, there was that gap between now and then um, of of trying to avoid all the anger, like avoiding conflict, avoiding, you know, um, either either calling someone out or uh, or it, bringing bringing up a can of worms. And I think, you know, that was really helpful for me in in my own group. In, in in bringing that up and, and calling another of the guys out and just sure. you know really I mean we were definitely duking it out but it was because of the work that we were doing all before it was something that we can be productive about rather than just you know be like attacking each other all the time so
0: I've been caught um, out a lot of times
1: yeah you know want to be like
0: Ah oh, man like like yeah that's because blah 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 and sometimes i do do that but other times like i sit in and think and be like it takes a lot of balls for somebody to call somebody out yeah one and two like let that man have his space let him talk right. and sit in it and think about that and then maybe we could bring it up next week or, or we can go into it more and like i've gotten way deeper bonds with the guys in my group because of that because you went through that that you know, "quote unquote" war zone of emotions, and yeah, on the other side. All right,
1: it's it's funny. Like now, like after ever since joining, it's like I almost want to do this with everybody now. Like why, like why aren't we like talking about the deep stuff with everyone? But um, I know there's a time and place for everything. So, well, but, uh, yeah,
0: but also, like, yeah. I love that you said that, man. I do because I do it everywhere. There's two things that I really embrace: this and like really stepping into my faith mm-hmm. and really realizing that like. I'm in LA and I have a platform for what I believe and it might not be for everybody but if you resonate with it then that helps people open up more and embrace yeah. that if it doesn't resonate with you at least like it's like oh well I'm going to be vulnerable and throw this out there especially like working in entertainment like that could get me blackballed from a lot of things right, right? and like honestly I got to the point where I'm like what's more important like the way I want people to perceive me or what I really am and hitting my mid thirties of what's really important for me. And honestly, it's like, these are my morals. These are the things I want to build my foundation and my life off of. And this is the way that I want to be in the world, not hiding behind like Instagram or hiding behind like superficial stuff that I don't want to touch this topic or subject. Like, yeah, no, man, I'm just jumping right into it. And, and, at least if, if you don't agree, I'm trying to build like this thing where it's like, well, it's at least mutual respect. There's a lot of people I don't agree with their political opinions. I don't agree with like a lot of stuff, but I respect that that person is so passionate about that stuff equally as passionate as I am about the other side. Right. But I can still respect that person for, for going there and for having that.
1: Man, oh man, there's so many things I want to go into. (laughs) But
0: 15 cups of coffee, so I feel like I'm
1: yeah, all good. (laughs) Um so in in the last in, in interest of time, in the last 10 minutes here, I like to do a little thing where we we go, you know, quickly through the the five core emotions. Um and it's you know, as we go into each one, we kind of share your experience on on each emotion and, and what your relationship is with them or maybe just your recent, sure. um, yeah, just recent experience with it. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll start with anger.
0: Mm. My relationship with anger is, uh, I'm learning to control it, but it still tends to control me more than I can, I can take it. Uh, but, am I'm more aware of it now. So I'm learning how to harness it in a good way and not feel bad about being angry, but learning like, oh man, this is like almost like a superpower that I can get angry and it fuels me to, to do things um, and to make big moves. But it, I'm, I'm also um, I'm able to, uh, to like dance with it equally and be able to control that. Cool.
1: Um, sadness?
0: Sadness, I've been going through a lot of sadness in the last couple of months, just of the loss of my partner and um, knowing that like I'm the one that made that call and uh, sitting in it and um, just really like, appreciating what I had and knowing that when I think about it, I, I get sad, but allowing that to happen and knowing that that's a process that I have to go through if, if I'm going to come out a better person on the other side
1: appreciate sharing that um fear fear i just did an
0: instagram story about i live in fear and uh um fear man that that, that, like anger is one that like it's easier for me to point out anger um but fear man it drives me a lot and i literally wrote that down today Wrote down today in my journal where is it at what i write i wrote um hold on let me see what I wrote here literally wrote this down today I put uh yeah I was I was relating fear to like just like even like Christ and even how it's like um even if you just look at like Christ as a man and like what that guy was going through and the decision that he had to like oh I can either do this or I can just walk away and be a normal guy and not have to ever do that and like the fear that that man sat in um So I think about fear and and how fear can be like literally the greatest catalyst for a man to like recognize that fear and be like, oh, I fear this. Well, I'm going to step right into it and I'm going to kick that damn door open. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been the greatest thing for me. And I think kind of like my mantra out here, and this is kind of even before it blew up, was like being comfortable or getting comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that phrase too.
0: Including my men's group, man. There's fear every time you go in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, disgust or shame? Um
0: the shame in uh the fact that in my last relationship there was a lot of stuff that we should have brought up or that we should have um addressed earlier and deeper. Um and we didn't. We we kind of skated past it. Um, also shame in the fact that like, I don't think that I am where I should be in my career. Uh, shame that, am I don't have a family yet. Uh, shame that I'm, I'm not going to be like, is, is like awesome as my dad had like already had like six kids at this age and already had like two houses built and like, was like a three-time homeowner and had his own business. And like that, like shame of like, oh man, like, are my parents going to be proud of me or, um, just like the disgust and the fact that like a lot of times I'm like man what am what am I doing? Mm. Uh, you know and, and and that even comes like in finance,s like, man, I should have saved more money, I'm like what the hell was I doing in my twenties, and like sitting in a lot of that
1: yeah i mean I, I i guess I'll say that I appreciate you being open about all that and putting it on the line, and I think, yeah, um. Again, I think we go back to comparing ourselves, and yeah. you know, um, it's good to know where you are, but also that you you have your own life, you've yeah. had your own experiences because of how things gone. So, and it's interesting. I told my dad that when we were at the, the retreat, because my
0: dad was very like resistant, and I told him, dude, you don't have no idea how much I look up to you and how much I compare myself to you all the time, man. Mm. I'm starting to look like him, and I'm like, dude, like every day. he's like dude you have no idea how much i compare myself to you and wishing i could do the things that you're doing and whatever
1: yeah
0: it was really cool to have this moment to be like oh man like we're
1: like clones of each other just like doing it a different way you know that's cool and last but not least joy
0: joy man i uh i got very uh i got very jaded in joy like working in in entertainment because like a lot of the things you do is like you book something or you raise money for a project or you do any of that kind of stuff. And like so many times it falls apart. Yeah. So I'm literally sitting on like three of the biggest things I've ever like booked literally shooting this week. They uh, shoot tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and I can't even appreciate it right now. Like all I'm doing is like panicking. Cause I'm like, well, what if the shoot goes wrong? Or what if they, they cancel it? Or what if I get cut or what if whatever? So I think that like, to just sit in it and I met up with a buddy this morning we we went out for a, a dip in the ocean and we were kind of reflecting as the sun was coming up and we were talking about like what we have joy in and, and what's great right now and I was like dude I just I'm I'm learning to just like find joy in waking up I'm learning and finding joy to be able to like sit outside in January and feel the sun on my face with my shirt off as I journal when I could be at home freezing back in Philly um, I'm finding joy in just like I can still call my mom and dad. I can still call my grandparents. I have my little brothers and sisters. Yeah, um, Like instead of sitting in fear that I could lose all that, living in joy that I still have that. And even when I do lose it, that I did have that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's about celebrating the the small things. Something I think we mentioned too, that we forget to do a lot of times. We'll focus on like the the negative or the the aspects that we worry about and it exaggerates, but we forget about the, the small good things for sure. Yeah.
0: And even like in my, in my last relationship, like thinking, oh you know, man, like, Oh, I got to start over and I gotta do all this. But what I've been doing is like, man, how awesome was it that I get to be upset over somebody and then I get to like miss somebody mm-hmm. and that I learned so much from somebody that I'm going to be like, her and I will both be so much better, maybe for each other in the future or maybe for somebody else. I don't know where that is, but like, to be able to sit and enjoy that experience in that time because initially i was like and she said a lot like oh we wasted so much time and i'm like no but we didn't because we, right. did. we ended up learning right so much more about each other and
1: ourselves i i totally believe that there's never a waste of time at all there's always something to to take from wherever you're at or what you do so um well cool this has been really cool to connect and and just yeah and really just being open with each other um and especially so publicly i guess uh but yeah i mean yeah again really appreciate you being here is there how can people find you uh and and then what kind of projects are you working on now and i'll just i'll just give you the floor
0: yeah uh so, like, as guys or, or, you know, women listening to this, like, we all have insecurities. Like, uh, I have so many, it's nuts. But the thing is, is, like, being able to share them and putting them out there is, like, so liberating. Um, especially then when people, like, reciprocate with that. And, like, I have my, my ups and downs with social media even though I make my like living off of that. And the, the great thing I love about social media is for me to be able to just be like, it look like I'm feeling like super depressed. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people are like, Oh no, like, how can you be depressed? Everything's great. And then other people are like, yo man, I feel you. Like I'm fucking struggling. Excuse me. Sorry. Drop that bomb. But I'm struggling with this too. And the reality is we all go through that. So I love that platform. And you can find me at uh, Matthew M-A-T-T-H-E-W-N-A-D-U. That is my um, my Instagram handle. That's pretty much all I really use is Instagram. Um, you can also check me out at Matthew Nadeau at matthewnadu.com. And uh, I guess the project I'm working on, I really got into photography. My ex, she was like an incredible photographer. So I've been really getting into like a lot of photography and getting clients and shooting for that. I got some brands I'm working on with that. Um, uh, and the big thing i'm doing right now besides like you know randomly doing acting stuff that i'm trying to pitch a couple of tv shows like hosting some like adventure based shows um i'm also trying to create a branch via everyman or some kind of other thing that's like a faith-based uh like men's group like an everyman type thing that we can literally like and 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 it's like learning that like You know, if you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish or, you know, whatever you are, like, we're all still human beings. We all still go through the same shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like learning just to take your faith and one to dig deeper into your faith and really go, Okay, well, faith also goes with like how I'm emotionally feeling. And like, it's one thing to like read the Bible and it says to do this. It's another thing to be like. I'm going through this shit in my own life and in the real world. How do I, how do I work through that? So be able to have that emotional intelligence, like with your faith. So that way you can also, and whatever your faith is or non-faith, to be able to take that in with other people and to have that compassion and have that like willingness to like learn and befriend and um, just to like love other people in general. So I'm working on that. And uh, also, man, just trying to get out in the wilderness as much as I can, trying to fish as much as I can. I want to build a cabin somewhere in the middle of nowhere and just like work with my hands and uh, um, just continue to dive into men's work and just to create content in in the wilderness while adventuring.
1: Yeah.
0: it's so kind of the life I'm trying to build right now. So that's I wear right. a lot of flannel. So I feel like yep. if I wear flannel, <laughs> then that will you know help me manifest that.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> just little out and flannel. Yep. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I mean, is there someone that you'd like to either or a type of person that you'd like to collab with or someone to reach out specifically or are you just kinda
0: Yeah, that? I mean if you're if you are in Southern California, not even in Southern California, and if you if you like want to create something and um whether it's a dock or uh something along that, like hit me up. I'd love to like shoot some stuff and, and get out into like the wilderness, or even if it's a like just go on some kind of sick excursion. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um adventure wise, like or i mean collab i'd love to work with guys like uh like like a chris burkhart you know a guy that's like that that's like deep in his faith and he like travels the world and shoots ridiculous documentaries and does uh the most incredible photography and is just always immersing himself in wilderness um i'd love to like work with a guy like that um and i still dabble in like all the entertainment stuff too so uh you know there's obviously like, a lot of stuff that i would love to do on that as far as like tv shows and stuff but I'm usually very like scattered and in, in, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. And I'm really trying to just like focus in on that because as I get older, I realize I just don't have the bandwidth to try to do everything. And not everything's permanent. I can do something for a couple months and then move on to something else. Like it's not like everything has to be permanent. And Like this is right. my one thing and this, this is my identity. It's not right. my identity as an adventure career or like a, a creator.
1: Yeah. So whatever that looks like. Awesome yeah thank you again for for spending some some time here and um i hope anyone's listening could connect with you and uh and uh get some cool shit going so
0: awesome i appreciate it i also want to throw out i also have a podcast called good af um it's on like iTunes. you can find a good af uh and it's it's more of like a an adventure type like like guys that are super successful in whatever they are, and not really focusing like on the success, but like why they're a good guy, in not only getting there, but like maintaining just like that identity of just being like a stand-up person. So, cool. yeah, that, that's awesome. I had a good time with that. But but you you've done a great job interviewing. Like a lot of times, I listen back to like my podcast stuff, and I do this a lot when I'm interviewing. Mm-hmm. 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 Over top of people. And then it's like, the editor just wants to like kill me. <laughs> and you didn't yeah. do that.
1: So, nice work. Cool. <laughs> appreciate that. Um, all right. Yeah, I'll link all in the description. And uh, and thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Uh, best of luck with the podcast. And I'll probably see you at some kind of retreat. Yeah. All right. All right, brother.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Human Up podcast with my conversation with Matt Nadu. I really hope that you got something out of this for yourself, and that there was something um, that you could share with with someone within your your own circle as well within your own relationships um if so please do consider sharing this episode with them so that they can draw their own insights out as well um and and maybe you guys could talk about it as well Otherwise, if you did pull value out of this episode, please do consider donating at uh, anchor.fm slash victorung slash support. Um, there you could choose a different dollar amount to donate to help me keep this financially sustainable for myself as well um, I absolutely love doing these and I hope it does provide value for people so if you found that um, please consider donating at anchor.fm victorong support and make sure you're following and subscribe to this podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening to so that when uh, a new episode drops you'll be notified right away Uh, otherwise just tune in every monday morning and i will catch you later see ya